0: you're listening to the sl podcast a podcast from the spiritual life team at liberty christian school to equip and empower the next generation to love people bear fruit and make disciples
1: what up podcast world my name is brayden brown we're back in the sl podcast here for another episode i'm here today with some of my good friends courtney Crenshaw. hello Wow, that was different. You yeah, always I do the I awesome. really had to try. Oh my goodness. And a extra special guest, Marissa Martin. Hello. Love it. Marissa is a senior here at Liberty. And we're so pumped that you're on the podcast. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, Glad to be here. Marissa, why don't you, before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit more about you? Um, how long you've been at Liberty. Just let the listeners get to know you a little bit more.
2: Okay, yeah. Um, I started Liberty the last eight weeks of my sixth grade year. And I came with my brother, and then my brother ended up transferring out his eighth grade year, and so I've been here since then. Um, but I played basketball, and we actually just won our state championship last Friday. Woohoo! Come that on. was awesome. Epic. Um, and so now I think I'm transitioning to track, maybe at least field. I'll throw a shot, and then maybe softball. But I have some broken fingers, so I'm gonna try to figure oh. out if. It's wise for me to bat and stuff. So we'll see. But yeah. Um, and then I have some impact girls that I really love. Shout out Faith and Megan. Woohoo. Yeah. Um, And that's about it. Yeah.
1: That is awesome. Uh, which fingers did you break? Like you have multiple broken fingers right now?
2: Um, I think, well, definitely my <laughs> pinky. It's a little crooked. And then I think maybe my thumb, both from basketball at different Ooh, times. So Wow. Yeah.
1: Basketball is just a rough sport, you know. Courtney, you've only done competitive cheer, right. have you, have you broken any bones through cheer? Let's
2: hear about um, that ACL. Yeah. totally.
0: Oh, yes, this is That's true. Crazy. This is true.
1: Wow. The only bones I've ever broken, I don't even know if this counts as a bone, but <laughs> playing basketball, I played basketball in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, one guy on my team who didn't like me very much, uh, he broke my nose twice, mm. two so separate times. So you broke times. his finger? Mm. No, oh, okay. no, no. He elbowed me in the face. And broke my nose two separate oh two separate gosh. occasions. Uh, he did not like me. Mm. Your so nose
2: looks surprisingly good thank you. for two breaks. I guess <laughs> the yeah. first
1: first break went this way, and then the second break he kind of Re- put it back into place. That's so awesome. I'm pretty thankful for the second break. Yeah, that's um, good of him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, today, uh, the reason we're gathered together in the podcast studio mm-hmm. is to talk about um, doubt. We're starting a, a three part series on exploring doubt. Um, one, because I think as we've, we've talked about, man, what are, what are our students wrestling with? What are some key things that we want to talk about, um, that often get overlooked or misunderstood in our Christian bubble culture? Um, and one of those things is doubt. And Mm -hmm, so really today our focus is, um, kind of exploring the idea of doubt, man, what do I, what do I do with my doubts? Are my, are my doubts sinful? Does that mean I'm not a believer? Uh, what do I do with that wrestling? Um, and then also talking a little bit about, and specifically when I doubt God exists, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what do I do with those doubts? And how do I wrestle through those? So that's kind of the the goal of today. Mm-hmm. Um, Marissa, we'd love to know a little bit about um, your story and um, how the, your story connects with kind of our topic today. Um, so why don't you just share a little bit about um, your story with, with our listeners.
2: Yeah, so um, I was saved, like confessed that Jesus was Lord and believed when I was seven years old. Mm-hmm. And I was raised in a Christian family, a Christian church, and so I kind of just grew up with this idea that God was real and that he did exist and that he was good. But I I don't think that I ever really like... I know that I experienced that he was good, but I don't think that I ever documented that as like, oh, that was a moment that the Lord was faithful. That was a moment that the Lord was good. And so from like seven until about 13, I just kind of like believed blindly, I think, that the Lord was good because that's just what I was supposed to believe. And that's what my parents told me. And that's what I learned when I was young. And so that's just what I walked in. And um, when I was around, I mean, you can help me with this. I was a freshman. Mm-hmm. So I don't mm-hmm. even know how old I I was, I think, 15. And my, like, life kind of started to fall apart at the end of eighth grade. Mm -hmm. And um, my sister started to, like, really struggle with, like, anxiety and depression. And my family kind of, like, was just going through this time of, like, like, maybe feeling a little abandoned by the Lord. And, Mm -hmm. like, I'd never in my mind had to wrestle with, like, like, okay, bad things happen in the world actually happen, and not just to other people, but to me and to my family. And so how do I reconcile that, like, bad things happen but God is good or bad things happen but God exists and I think that like I just went through this like whole season of like like not only like how is God good in this but is God good in this and then not only is God real but like like I even maybe like turned to the place of being like, you know what I don't think God is real because I don't think that God could do this and I don't think that like all these things make sense and so I I visited Courtney a lot <laughs> and um I spent a lot of time with coach Gober and just like, like, I think at first I was really like, maybe ashamed a little bit that like I even had all these questions. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, everybody else around this school, like, everyone believes and, and so I think that I just felt like, like, I was literally the only one in the whole world that, like, had thought of all of these questions to debunk why, like, Christianity is actually not true and actually not real, and I had all these questions of, like, like, well, how does, like, Jesus dying on the cross even really save me, and, like, what does that really mean, and, like, why do people just believe that that's good enough, and then just, like, blow it away, and I think I was afraid of, like, like, believing blindly, and then one day the Lord being, like, like, you never even believed in me. You just kind of believed what you were grown to believe, and you never mm-hmm. found out who I was. And so I went on this quest, I guess, like, to understand mm-hmm. who the Lord was. And, and at first it was hard and hard to seek out conversation with people. But I think the more that, like, I did do that, the more I realized that the Lord was actually after my heart. Okay, so then I um, started kind of meeting with Coach Gober, who was a Bible teacher, a freshman Bible teacher at that time. And, um, just like threw all of these questions at her and kind of like word vomited all of these things that I had and all these questions that I had and was like, I need you to just answer these for me because I don't know like what to do. And instead of her answering them, she was like, you should go on mission trip this year in the spring. And so ended up, I went on mission trip and, um, I, it was hard at first and I was like still wrestling with the idea of even like, is the Lord real? And then if the Lord is real, like, why does he suck so much sometimes, and um fair question yeah yeah i I mean i was probably thinking that Mm. i don't know that's what i think of it now (laughs) when i think back but um and so i was just wrestling with like like how and is and like why and and um like the third night on mission trip alex spoke or fourth night or something i don't remember and it was something that i've heard so many times before but i think that the lord used it in that moment to maybe like heal part of my heart from doubt and not that I didn't doubt anymore, but my doubt was driving me like a lot to unbelief. And Alex was like, the reason that you like can't understand the Lord is because you're trying to understand a version of the Lord that like you have made up in your own mind. Mm -hmm. And then like, once you do that, you're not understanding the Lord. You're just understanding yourself, right? Like you're Mm -hmm. putting the Lord in this box. And like, if you only understand the box, then like, it's not like amazing, you know, like it doesn't blow your mind. Like it's nothing to be worshiped because you understand all of it. And so I'd heard that before. Like people have said that to me a lot, but for some reason, like in that moment, like it was like the Lord being like, like I was like, okay, like I understand. And so since then, like I, I do have a lot of questions and I just have the mind of like, I, I want to know things and I want to understand. And so I think that I ask questions about the Lord all the time, but now they drive me, I think more to curiosity, less to unbelief. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, like, it's cool now to see, like, the Lord orient like, all of everything leading up to that moment, because, like, like for some reason, I got funded to go on mission trip. For some reason, like, what Alex said to me, like like, actually mattered and actually changed the way that I thought, and so it's, like, now I get to, like, mark, like, the Lord was faithful there, and the Lord was faithful there, and the Lord was faithful there, and like, in that time, and even after, I didn't realize, like, what the Lord was really up to, and so it's been cool.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Thank you for, for sharing that. Um, I think that's something that so many of our students can relate to Mm -hmm. and often no one knows that they can relate to it. Um, so I think that's a super powerful story and we'll, we'll dive more into details, um, later on in the episode, but Courtney, I want to hear, um, kind of some, some thoughts from you as you've wrestled, um, with students, um, Mm -hmm. through this doubt, through this thing, um, and from your position, what are some things you've learned about doubt um, or even learned from from God's word about doubt?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that in the Christian culture and in our communities, it is very easy to maybe just mimic what we have heard when we've asked questions and ends up being a really big disservice to ourselves and to other people, and what I mean in that is that when you have questions and come to people, that a lot of times people have received the answer of, hey, just pray about it, and not that that is, um, you know, ill-meaning or uh, trying to lead someone to confusion. They are trying to bring you to a place of peace, but it almost gives the message of, you don't need the answer or you can't find the answer. So just give it up and just pray about it. And you either need to get over it and move on um, or just like walk away from the faith, honestly. And I think what's sad about that is that it leaves a lot of people with very shallow faith um, or blind faith like Marissa was talking about. And the reality is is when we actually explore these things, we can find such a depth in our relationship with the Lord. And one of the things that we see even in culture right now with our students and in this moment that we are living in is um, that we are really in this information revolution, where we have seen in 2007, it really changed everything when we got the iPhone and...
2: uh, Marissa,
1: how old were you in 2007? Good
2: question. 2007... Um, Were you alive? I was was four years old. (laughs) I'm kind of an oldie.
1: Everything changed when you were four years old. When you were four, everything changed.
0: (laughs) Well, before that a few times too. Um, But truly, like now we have through the internet and through every app imaginable and how quickly we have access to so much information. And there are a couple of really big consequences because of that. And there are some great books that kind of unpack all of this. One is called, Thanks for being late. And then the other one is, The world is flat. But um, one is that the information age really made accessible multiple points of view that are surrounding us every day, surrounding or bombarding us every day. Um, And in Ecclesiastes, Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. But what's different now is that Everything old that was available at the same time now, so we can see everything, Um, and it is way more confusing than when we were trying to unpack. You know, just one crucial question everyone was asking, and so now the essential question that our students are trying to figure out, or we are trying to figure out, is um, who am I and who do I trust? And so it's led to this challenge of discerning authorities: of do I trust my parents or my teachers, or do I just Google it? Like, what's the easiest way that I can find the information, and even What source do I trust in this? Um, And that access to information can very quickly become confused with wisdom. Like there's so many times where people have come up with, uh, students have come with TikToks and they're like, hey, will you like listen to this? And it is a very wrong understanding of theology, but they say it so convincingly and with such authority and uh, resources even that it is very easy to be like, okay, that person is right. And sometimes it's with things that are easier to accept than what God's word says is true. And so now we just have this uh, really difficult space where it's easy to doubt and question, like what is real and is God real? And if he is real, then how do we follow him and what is true? And so there's this even discernment deficiency of how do we know what is uh, wise and what is true and that's something that we can come alongside students in is training them in discernment and I think um, for Liberty Christian as a whole and for the spiritual life team like our our hope and prayer when we talk about doubt or understanding what is right would be um, in act 17 we get this picture of the Bereans and I remember uh, really a season in my life even reading this and being like man I, I even want my life to be one that's marked by the way that the Bereans were And in Acts 17, it says, The brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea, and when they arrived, they went into the Jewish synagogue. Now these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Many of them therefore believed with not a few Greek women of high standing as well as men. And so we just get this picture of them receiving God's word with eagerness, but examining it daily that we even see this rhythm of, okay, I'm going to take this seriously and examine the scripture to see if these things are so. And then that led to a place of belief. And that's even some of what Marissa talked about was, hey, when you um, are putting God in this box that you have created who God is, and you're not actually going to his word and going to truth to examine, hey, how has God revealed himself? Um, The more that a believer or a person is going to learn about God, the more your faith is going to increase and the less you're going to doubt because you're going to see, okay, this is who God is saying he is instead of this is what the world is saying that the Bible says, and this is what the world is saying about who God is. Instead, you're getting to actually examine the scriptures to see if they were so.
1: Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So here's a couple things that I, I heard you say and correct me, correct me where I'm wrong. So, uh, the cultural moment that we're living in is makes doubt a lot tougher. Yeah, absolutely. That there's, there's this information overload. Um, you can, you can find the answer you're looking for pretty much anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, uh, we can get overwhelmed and, and you called it discernment deficiency, being unable to discern what's true, what's real. Um, and then, this this calling to hey we want to be people who uh, are welcoming questions mm-hmm. right who who are excited about questions who have curiosity like you were talking about Marissa and then that's God that's God's desire for us that yeah. we should be question askers that sh- we should be truth seekers um, and so those things are good
0: absolutely so
1: so kind of stemming off that where. Where do we see doubt in the Bible? Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of what is what is God's response to that? Because I think uh, what a lot of us are, are wrestling with is, is my doubt okay? Right. Like if I'm somebody who, who maybe maybe wants to be a believer, but I, I just am struggling with this doubt. Like, is that okay? Like, is my doubt sinful? Is it condemning me? What do I, how do I wrestle with doubt? And so wh- what have you seen uh, exploring doubt in the Bible?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think from the very beginning, we see doubt be introduced in the Garden of Eden. So um, when Satan tempts Eve and even introduced this doubt into Eve's mind of, hey, did God actually say you shall not eat of the tree in the garden? And then he goes in and kind of twists even what it is. And he says, um, even more strongly, like, "Hey, you will not surely die." But it starts off with introducing this idea of doubt, so that she would even lack confidence in what God had clearly commanded them. And and I think here we see that um, doubt is a tool that Satan uses to make us lack confidence in what God says in His Word, and to even consider that His what He has said and His judgment is unlikely or untrue. Um, and even going a little bit further into this idea. So I just said that Satan introduces doubt. So that's going to make you very quickly be like, okay, sin you know, Satan equals sin. So must be sinful. But throughout scripture, we see, um, even in the book of Proverbs, you see a lot about the seeker and the mocker. And I think that the distinction between those is really important in knowing, hey, what is it that leads to curiosity? And what is it that leads to unbelief? And the seeker is after truth and wrestling with understanding. And it is by no means sinful to be seeking. Like we should be seeking truth. Um, That is how God has wired us to be. And I think it's, uh, we're, We're not living to the full potential of how God created us if we aren't seeking what is true and growing more and more um, confident in what that is. And uh, throughout Scripture, too, we see, you know, most of the unlikely characters doubt God, whether it's Abraham or Moses. Uh, We see Job and all of his crew of friends really challenging him to be doubting or questioning God. Um, David Thomas, Doubting Thomas, you know, got that praise. Poor, poor guy. You're Tough like, rap. how many people could be <laughs> called doubting X, Y, Z? But like, he got stuck with it. It goes so well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we see all of these people doubting. And I think it's important to recognize that. Not only that doubt is normal and it's not unique to you. Like Marissa said, she felt like she was the only person who was Mm -hmm. doubting. And so I think it's easy to think I'm the only one that is questioning. Everyone else is acting like they have the answers and they know these things. But even more than that, that doubt is not just part of being a Christian, but it is part of being a human. Like all of us have been created with limited knowledge. None of us know in full everything. And so doubt is just part of humanity in general because we don't know everything. And so once we kind of can normalize, hey, doubt is to be expected, I think that then we can learn how do we actually approach doubt then.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So really what what I'm hearing is, and we as believers and as human beings need to normalize doubt. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that doubt is something that is to be Avoided, um, but when we have it to press into it and seek rather than and mock and reject. Right. So I think that's super valuable Um, Marissa for you When you think back to kind of the beginning stages of this right when you started To have those questions come up Um, what do you what do you wish you would have done at the beginning? You know what i'm saying? Like I think I think I heard where you went to and and what brought peace and what brought um transformation but what do you wish you would have done in the beginning stages of this differently
2: um honestly I think that I wish I had like maybe relied less on the people that I was asking the questions to and actually more on the Lord Mm. because I think that I went through and and I think this is kind of like routine in my life when I have lots of questions is like it's so much easier for me to go to Courtney or so much easier for me to go to someone because I think that I get the immediate answer and the immediate response that I want Um, but I wish that in those times I had said, okay, here are all my questions. I'm going to write them out and then I'm going to read about what the Lord has done. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that if I had done that, then I would have so quickly realized that like my doubts and the questions that I have are valid and true and they're good questions. And, and like in light of that, like I cannot deny what the Lord has done now. And so I wish that I had like, like sought after the Lord a lot more because Mm -hmm. I think that I just like, like. I get to a place where I'm like, I'm just going to complain about this and just hope that the Lord reveals to me supernatural without me even taking a step to try to find him. Mm. And, And so I think that I wish that I had just taken that step of like, Like, okay, I do have questions. And like the only one that can actually answer my questions and the only one that can like satisfy all of these wants that I have and all this confusion that I have is the Lord. And it's not Courtney because she doesn't have the ability to do that. Like Mm -hmm. she can tell me what she has learned from also seeking the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so I wish that I had just turned to the Lord and been like, look, this is like, this is what's going on. And not that like the Lord would have like appeared to me and given me this awesome response and been like, this is what's true. And, but I think that in my pursuit of chasing after the Lord and reading the word and surrounding myself with people that love him and reminding myself of his goodness I think that through that like that is where like like I could have found so much peace so much quicker
1: right so good that's awesome Courtney from from your perspective on the other side um for a a student who is struggling with doubt let's say here yeah at a place where you're not supposed to struggle with doubt because we're (laughs) we're all at a Christian school fill in the blank what what is your kind of biggest encouragement for someone who is struggling yeah what would you encourage them to do today
0: yeah I think one of the things is bringing it to the light you know in first john over and over we see even this call to bring things to the light and that there's freedom in that Um, and I think that there is a burden that is lifted whenever you actually open up and share that with someone whether it's community that you're walking with whether it's um, an older brother or sister in the faith that is like hey that's okay like let's let's explore these things together let's walk through it together but I think even what Marissa just said is so key in that even throughout this podcast, like we could have been going down all of these little rabbit trails about, uh, you know, what specifically you could be doubting about God's existence or really taking the apologetics approach. But the purpose of this is even, Hey, what do we do with our doubts in general? Because everyone's going to have different hangups or things that they've experienced that are hard, or someone might be more intellectually wired one way. And so they're very confused about this one thing when really the whole thing is, hey, how do you approach doubt as a whole? Because your doubt may look different in different seasons, but God has given us even this framework through scripture of how can we uh lean in, like you said, to these doubts and turn to him in them instead of um, you know, just looking for this one answer that's gonna change everything. Because I don't think that largely that's how the faith looks like. That's good. So
1: Mm Basically, what I'm hearing from you guys is, one, uh, take it to the Lord and, and bring your doubts to Him and be honest about them. Mm-hmm. So like be really real and lean in with the Lord and then don't lean in alone. Mm-hmm. is what yeah. I'm hearing. Like mm-hmm. like lean in, press in with God and then make sure make sure somebody knows about it. Mm-hmm. Make sure someone knows the real the real uh, struggles you're going through and don't feel a ton of shame about those either. Yeah. So I think that's super good. Well, I think as we kind of wrap up this conversation, what I'd love to hear from each of you guys, and I'll share something too, is just what's one takeaway um, that you want to leave with a student who's listening today? What's one thing you want to encourage them with as we, as we let, let them go? Courtney, you want to start us?
0: Yeah, I'd love to. I think that um, it may be easy to be like, yeah, yeah, Brayden and Courtney and Marissa, I hear you saying these things, but like, I don't really know if God's on the same page as you guys. And I think there's one story that even points me to in scripture where it's actually Jesus and how he is responding to a situation. And it's with John the Baptist and John the Baptist essentially doubts you know, hey, are you who you said you are? And he questions, he says, are you the one who is to come or shall we look for another? This is after he's dedicated his whole life to him. He's in prison and he's questioning, like, are you actually who you say you are? And the way Jesus responds is like this. It's in Matthew 11 and he says, to go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear and the dead are raised up and the poor have good news preached to them. And then he goes on to tell the crowd that he is with about John the Baptist. He says, truly I say to you, among those born of women there is arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, even reading that gives me goosebumps of the way that Jesus himself deals with doubt. He's doubt, this person that he's walked alongside is now doubting if he is who he says he is and he, instead of giving him a scolding or having some negative response and turning him into some lesson for everyone that's around him. He helps him navigate through those doubts by pointing him to the evidence of who he is and the miracles that he's done and then still says, hey, there's no one greater than John the Baptist. And so I would just encourage our students like that's the that's the God who is waiting for you and is wanting to come alongside you and who is chasing after your heart and who will reveal himself to you. And I think that if you have gotten to the place where your heart has just become hardened and become a little like more of that mocker of I've decided that this is not true. And so I will, I will mock it instead of actually seeking it just to see if you actually read God's word and see who, it, who he is. I just believe that your heart is going to be softened
2: when you see his character and what he's done. Yeah, that's good. And I think also even maybe going, you kind of stole what I was going to say a little I'm bit. so <laughs> sorry. That's okay. Um, But I think even with that, like, yes, like begin to pursue the Lord and like get to know him. And then like, like that is speaking from like me as a human, and all the questions that I had, like, I still have the same questions, mm-hmm. but I, I also have an assurance and a confidence that the Lord mm-hmm. is real and that he's good because I know him now. Mm-hmm. And so I think that like, Like you, like your questions will probably remain and some of them won't because you'll find answers because you'll seek them. But some of them you will still have and you'll still have questions and you will know that the Lord is good because you will have experienced him. And so I think with that, Mm -hmm. like my one encouragement would be like we are commanded like over and over again in the Bible from the Old Testament until now when the Lord is talking to the Israelites and then when Paul is Um, like writing letters to the churches, he says, like, remember the faithfulness of the Lord. That's kind of a plug for mission trip also, (laughs) but, but I, I like the Lord has put that on my heart. It was super weird that it was actually like revealed on mission trip because I like, I've been kind of like dwelling on the word for like the past like year and a half, almost. I thought about getting it tatted and all kinds of stuff, but, (laughs) but like the Lord, like over and over again is like, remember my promise to you, remember the faithfulness Mm -hmm. of the Lord, remember, remember, remember. And I think that like the Lord does that because like the initial sin in the Bible was because they didn't remember that the Lord was better. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's what we're called to is like, okay, get to know the Lord and then write those things down and remember them and then, and then dwell on them when you don't know what to turn to because I think that our own mind is going to be the most deceiving of everything and we'll convince ourselves and Satan will probably help us a lot to convince ourselves that like like that was an action act of the Lord. And so when you document the times that the Lord was faithful, then you can go back to those things and remember mm-hmm. them. Because I think that like that is where like you will start to be able to kind of like crush the doubts that you have in your mind because you'll be like, Like, okay, like maybe whatever, this is really hard to understand about the Lord, but he was faithful here and he was faithful here and he was faithful here. And so I think that that's why the Lord commands that of us because it does something to our hearts, you know?
1: so good. That's awesome. That's awesome. I think as I'm just thinking about all the things that you guys are saying and and just um, thinking about what the Lord's been teaching me, I think my biggest encouragement for anyone listening is that if you are someone who has experienced doubt and and you were – brave enough and courageous enough to share that with someone and the response you received Mm -hmm. was shaming was because i said so because you Mm -hmm. just need to believe man i'm sorry Mm -hmm. like that that's that's not fair that's not uh the way that god responds (laughs) Mm -hmm. to your doubts Um, and I think that realization is really, really important. And so I just want to encourage you if you if you're a listener right now and that's something you've experienced, know that the God that we serve does not respond to your questions and your doubts like that. He responds by nearness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would just invite you to let your shame melt away um, simply by sitting with God in those mm-hmm. doubts. Um, and if you're if you're looking for someone to come tell, <laughs> to, to let them in to, um, these questions that you're wrestling with, uh, come talk to an adult (laughs) here at Liberty. Like (laughs) Mm -hmm. come talk to any of us in the spiritual life department, come talk to your Bible teachers, come talk to someone, um, because wrestling alone is really hard. Mm -hmm, Um, and it's really easy to get lost in your own thoughts. Um, so I think that's my biggest encouragement for our listeners right now, but Guys, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the SL Podcast. Um, can't wait to continue this series on doubt for the next couple weeks. Be checking in on Instagram to get more updates. See you guys. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the SL Podcast. For updates on new content and episodes, follow us on Instagram at LCS of Life. And as always, love people, bear fruit, make disciples.